Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. Welcome to the Just Being Honest Podcast. The JBH Podcast is here to inspire people to dramatically enhance their health, their well-being, and lifestyle by providing an honest perspective and knowledge on eating, quote, real food, whether that is in physical form, the healthiest version of a whole food substance, or mental. What are you saying to yourself? What are you listening from other people? Huh? The less toxins you put in your body, the less toxins that are out in the universe, the environment, and the less toxins that you are spreading onto humanity. It's about creating a life of sourcing transparency, mental freedom, and physical harmony. Guys, this is the Just Being Honest podcast. This is true food for thought. We are getting deep. Guys, I want to share with you a clean beauty line that I just added to my personal brand. It's called Beauty Counter. My mission with adding Beauty Counter to my brand is quite simple. I value the importance of getting safer products into the hands of everyone. Many ingredients commonly used in the personal care industry have been linked to cancer, hormone disruption, infertility, and other health issues. I find that unacceptable. Beauty Counter has put together a list of more than 1,500 ingredients that are prohibited from their formulations. I believe that when we know better, we do better. So I am here to share some cleaner lifestyle products with you to enjoy and to continue your self-care routine with confidence because when you look good, you'll feel great. So please enjoy all the information that you can find on their website, beautycounter.com forward slash Katherine Brown one. Okay, so this is going to be loaded, a loaded episode, episode number 124. And guys, there is absolutely no way that I can even introduce this next guest I have on for you today. It's quite a treat that I get her on the show. She is a force of bubblicious glitter action, like just a sparkle in my life. And I love her. I love her personality. I love everything she stands for. And I will let her tell her story right here, right now. Turn up the volume. The Just Being Honest podcast is in your earbuds and on your stereo. Hi, guys. This is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. La, 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 la. I'm singing with the birds. You guys might hear the nonstop action that I have outside my window. I swear, the other night I woke up because I... And one of those people that wakes up at probably 1, I would like to say 1.44 a.m. every early morning to go to the bathroom. And I heard a bird chirping. And I was like, dude, it's too early. So 
The birds are constantly chirping. If you hear chipmunks, just know that they are my friends. They are your friends. Welcome them into your life. So, today, episode number 124. Can you believe we've made it that far? Guys, it has been a journey. Um, so, let me tell you a little bit about the evolution of our podcast. You know, we started out kind of not knowing what we were doing. We had this plan. We had this mission. Just kind of like life, right? We grow into something that has become such a statement. And as you all may know that with this current life that we are living in, um, there are so many statements that are coming up to fruition. So many things that we are becoming so aware of. Um that we may have already known deep within us. You'll see where I'm getting to, but I want to preempt this by saying, we live in a time and you may battle things, right? Battle emotions, battle thoughts, feelings, images. I don't wanna see that, I don't wanna know. Avoidance isn't the key. It isn't the key to cultivate new, profound love, action, or change. So, that brings me to my guest today. We are gonna get uncomfortable. I wanna get uncomfortable because guess what? It's kind of like dancing. When you're dancing, you don't always feel comfortable, right? So let's groove into this podcast. Let's have fun, but let's get raw and let's get real. So my guest today is Keisha Wright as she, oh my gosh, I'm watching. You can't see her, but I can see her. And <laughs> she, okay, look, okay. Her name is Keisha Wright. And then I'll tell you how I met her and how I fell in love with her. Keisha Wright is the owner and the uh, founder of the amazing, the well, the well fitness online. So she'll tell you more about that once we get into it. But let me pause for a, a second. When I met Keisha, I walked into her studio when she had a brick and mortar studio. Now she's online, baby. But I walked in and I was like, oh, you know, I took one of her classes. I don't know. I think I took like a, a bar class or something. It was so hot that day. I just remember it was so hot. And I was like, you miss cardio queen. And I was like, I am not fit for bar. I'm shaking. I'm, I'm literally gripping on to the bar. And she comes over. She's like, you got to loosen your grip. Put your fingertips on it. And I'm like, I can't. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you the next thing. I'm like, your hair is perfect. And like thinking of my thoughts. And then the next class I went, she had purple hair. And I'm like, that. and she's like, girl, they're wigs. And I'm like, they're the best wigs ever. So then I fell in love with wigs. And then I don't know what happened next. Um, without further ado, Keisha, welcome to the JVH podcast. Thank you for having me. I remember that exact class and it went exactly how you said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guys, the, well, let's talk hair. Now she's sporting platinum blonde hair. She's got... See, I don't even know which one's your real hair and which what's your fake hair. Well, my so I bleached my hair, or I got my hair bleached last year, and then it all fell out. Oh, that's fine. Which, oh, so 
so I'm growing it out. So my hair is only like an inch and a half long, but right now I have like braids down to my butt because, you know, how did, <laughs> why not? How did you get the braids in? Uh, YouTube and skill and patience. Oh man, I wish I was around. You could put braids in my hair. I just yeah, slick it back. It's like super fun. Um, it's kind of, it's, you get into a groove and it's just kind of nice because you're like, hey, I did this. Like, this is... <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how you did that to yourself. Um, it's quarantine. I have the time right now. So. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's let's jump straight into that really fast. Now that you have the time, you don't have to dash back and forth to a studio. Let's talk about that experience because, guys, she owned uh, a studio in Manhattan Beach um, on a top level. And how long did you own that studio and what was it all about? Um. I opened the well in April of 2018. So almost about two years in the space. Um, it's been about two and a half now. Um, I opened the well. The opportunity just kind of fell into my lap. I'm not a risk taker. I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur, but my boss at the time wanted to move spaces. And I was like, okay, well, I'm managing a space. What do you do after that? I guess you own. So um, I took what, it was kind of nice because I got to play with, I call it monopoly money, with her money to be like, okay, this works in this space. This doesn't work in this space. This will work in the community. This won't. And so by the time I got to open, it was like I took all the good from what I had learned, but then put my spin on it, which was, you know, sometimes you just have to laugh at yourself. Sometimes you fall. But guess what? The mat is like a foot away from you in a plank. If you fall, you're not going to hurt yourself. You're yeah. like... Don't take you. There are so many opportunities and spaces where you can take yourself seriously. The well wasn't one of them, at least in my classes. And I wanted people to be able to say, like, you know what? I got up the stairs and I got into a class, and I may not look like everyone else, you know, when I go to a gym, but here I fit in and I completely forget and I can just focus on me. That's that's why I built the well. Yeah, I love that because you had a like you had a completely different concept than what I'm used to, especially in California, because it was very internal. It was very mm -hmm. stemmed from internal and it was stemmed from like energy. So, you know, you had yoga, uh, you had Pilates, right? Pilates. And yeah. then, oh my God, you had bar. And then you had that <laughs> one class. I think you let it. I, the um, worst. The, the, the jump sticks? Yes, the pound class. I great. I swear, I was like, this is the worst class for me on the planet Earth. Guys, if you don't know what pound is, please, please look it up on the internet. It's like, I'm like, how do these people do this? But you didn't. You survived. The worst classes for you are always end up being the best for you. Honestly, you got out of your comfort zone. I remember we talked about it afterwards and you're like, this is not me. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. Oh my <laughs> God. There are a thousand different ways to exercise. Not everything has to like beat your jam. I know, but it was, I mean, hands down, seriously, that is a skill that I wish I had. Anyways, moving on from that. Back to internal, back to energy within us, because this is all of what we need to incorporate in anything that we do in life. Mm -hmm. Internal energy. What is that internal energy, those feelings telling you? 
you know, where are they taking you? Are they telling you anger? Do I need, do I need to really like do 50 effing jumping jacks? Does it tell yeah. you like, I need to lay down in this child's pose? You know, like, are you going to cry on your mat? Cause baby, you better believe that happens. Yeah, you know? absolutely. When I first started thinking about what to call um, the studio, I really was into this pause and play theme. Um, pauses and sometimes you need the yin, you need the restore. Sometimes you just need to pause and mm -hmm. like breathe. And sometimes you need to play, you need to have fun, you need to like turn up the music and air box and <laughs> pretend you're punching something or someone. I always tell people you can always imagine punching your teacher. Oh. Um, and, and I was really stuck on this pause and play. And then I talked to my mom about it. She was like, mm, sounds like a dog studio. And I was like, wow, it totally does. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I, it, I kind of, it kind of evolved from that. Like sometimes you need this and sometimes you need that. And I want to try to find like this balance, this harmony between the internal power. Sometimes you need to go in and you need to dig deep. And then it started like, okay, digging deep, going from within, pulling up, springing up. And that's how I got even the title, The Well, yeah. the name. It's just like digging deep down to figure out what you need. And then I'm going to try to pull it out of you. That's all it like. Everyone has it. You know, it's just like finding an avenue or an alley to like be able to pull it up out of you. Yeah, that's exactly what I do with my clients. It's, it's cultivating, finding that authentic truth. We all mm -hmm. have it, you know? There's right. just something in life that whoop, told you, like, nope, that's not you, and <laughs> go this way, and you're like, what? Then you're floating around the rest of your life, like, who am I? Where am I going? Da -da -da -da. Where is my lane? Oh, my gosh, something sparkly, you know? And then it's just like someone needs to pop, pop your bubble. Okay, that sounds yeah. weird, but do you know what I mean? Like, And then you just need to, like, ooh, come back down to earth. It's like, yeah. how do you cultivate that authentic truth within you? Exactly. I feel you. That's why we connected. I swear. Like, yeah. One of the most, Keisha is like literally one of the most giving people. Like when I first met her, of course, I'm chatty. Blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> she was just like, come in, you know? And I'm like, what? You've never <laughs> met people that let me just come in. And um, then... So moving on beyond that, you had the studio space. And then tell me about going virtual really quickly. Oh, talk about getting deep down quick. Um, so it was a beautiful space um, in a beautiful beach town with a beautiful view, which means, of course, a higher rent. Um, and kind of fine and then of course the pandemic hit and gyms were one of the first things to go um and I knew that I was like okay well I can last this amount of time and I know things are going to come out to help but let me have an honest conversation with my landlord um and just say like hey you know when you start to have conversations about uh rent reductions or any kind of help can you let me know like what you're doing with other people Long, awful story short, went back and forth. It got really ugly. Oh. And she basically was just like, you can give me three months early termination fee. Uh, you won't get your security deposit back and you have to get out by the end of the month. What? Now, this is March. Yeah. Oh, yes. So um, I was like, okay, can't do that. That's not really what I was asking for. And it just 
Kimmy got so ugly for no reason. And and now, of course, I'm hearing stories of like, oh, she actually is a bit, she can be racist. Oh, she actually hates like yoga. It's just like all of these things coming out now. And I'm like, it doesn't, I don't even care what the intention was because it got to a point, everyone was like, why don't you make a loan out? Why don't you do this and this and this? And I was like, but why would I continue to give someone my money who doesn't even like support? Like, why, why would I give in to that? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like logistically, okay, well, my lease is up next April. And if she's acting like this already, she's probably not going to renew me. So it got bad. It got ugly. I cried. I tried hard. I because I wanted to tell my students, you know, we're no longer in that space, but I also didn't want to give them the negativity of the story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's been quite difficult. I've seen now that she's listed the space. She listed the space even before I was out of it. I'm just like being completely hmm. just honest, open and for less than I was renting it, which is, it's just like another little hit to me. Um, day after closed per LA County, I was online. I was like, all right, here's a pivot. Time to pivot. Let's go. Everybody's going to be home. What are they going to be doing on their computer? Let's figure it out. I was like, (laughs) one of the first, I called class house the next day. I was like, can you list me online? It was like, it's been great. I absolutely love it. I love this. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was like, we, I saw people like, oh, maybe we'll do online classes. Maybe we'll pause. I was like, oh, I've already, I already have you know, six classes up for tomorrow, we're, we're doing it. I'm telling you, I have never done, I'm doing this one class, which you should, you should try, you would love it. But, um, because I was like, you know, swimming and all the pools are closed. I'm like, but I'm a swimmer, you know, like seriously. And so I started running a lot and then I was like my hamstrings, you know, and everything's closed. And Mm -hmm. so luckily it's warm enough. I can ride my bike, but I was like, okay, I've always wanted to do weights and, you know, a gym that I used to go to in Kansas City, they're online too and, um, or they are doing IG Lives and so I'm like, I have some weights, I can do this and all I need is the size of a yoga mat. I've done more squats, more lunges. (laughs) It's true. I am like getting like a six pack. I'm like, this is awesome. And so, yeah. No excuses. No, no excuses. No you excuse. can't blame parking. You can't blame. You can't find your tennis shoes. I mean, I, I do have it easier with the, the four amount of exercises that I have that you don't need, like, apparatus. You know, like, gyms where, like, people want to go, like, pull on TRX bands and, and run on treadmills, it's a little bit harder. But, you know, I can modify and be like, oh, if you're in an apartment, don't jump on these. But here's how you can still, you know, I have that benefit. Um, but it's been great. Everybody's been making bread and working out. Boom, let's go. You know what? You know what? You have the personality. You are meant to be on this screen. You are meant for more. I'm telling you. You're meant for Thank more you. people to see you visually. That's a- <laughs> I'm serious. So, like, that instance, basically, the well, a brick and mortar, was just your grassroots marketing right. for right. this great way I had not thought of it that way and I'm so happy that you pointed that out to me because it's true yeah so in those energies as we're finding out now those energies <laughs> landlords certain landlords um they're just not meant to be in your zone you didn't want that yeah. energy up there so this is exciting I'm I'm gonna go check it out a little bit more but <laughs> let's let's move on because you you brought up some like very 
very um, kind of like poignant things about that landlord. And I'm not going to nitpick about that one in particular, but you said racism. You said um, just certain things that were about inequality. Now, Mm -hmm. guys, you can't see Keisha, but Keisha is black. And she's, let me see those eyes. You did your eye, did you do your own eyelashes too? I did because I can't get into Allie and I'm so sad about it. But yes. Well, I'm going to learn from you. Anyways, she's got these big, beautiful eyes. Now she's got these amazing eyelashes that are just opening (laughs) up a little bit more. Thank you. And what I love about Keisha is that, like, I didn't know other things about her as well. Keisha is married. Who's your, what's your wife's name? Alexa. Alexa. Because I've never met Alexa in person. But you got married last year or the year before that? Last year. Last year. Okay. So when I began to cyber stalk Keisha, um, (laughs) I found out more. That's the the beauty about Instagram. It's so bad, guys. But I found out. I was like, oh, my God. She's, like, getting married this week, you know? (laughs) She had this whole production for her wedding. It was so awesome. You know, her and Alexa, this beautiful wedding down in, I think, Mexico? Yeah, in Mexico, where she proposed. Where she proposed. And so I want to hear your story about, A, growing up, when did you know that you were gay? Mm -hmm. Are you even, is that even the, because I'm not familiar, like, is that the term that you use with yourself? I'm I'm bi. You're bi. But, yeah, but if I were gay, then gay would be perfectly good term. <laughs> okay, so she, so Keisha is bi. Okay, so we all know what bi means, bi means too, so you can. But it's funny, I now, I'll say that I'm an intellectual, just because like, sure, I'm attracted to men and women, intellectual, I'm uh, attracted to Alexa. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love making just up words. It's like, you know, you don't like, it's, um, because the term is not, it's not like it's antiquated, but I'm married now. You know, I don't like. Yeah. What a freedom. But the thing is, I want to ask you, you know, because you are, so you're black and you're bi, right? So. Oh, yeah. It's just a, it's, it's like a. <laughs> and you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and you're female. Oh, my gosh. I'm a female. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, okay. So. You have a lot of power. What's your sign? What is it? Cancer. Cancer. Oh, your birthday is coming up. Okay. 717. So she's a cancer, so she's very motherly, too. But anyways, um, she's got all of these, like, just, you know, like, things to stand up for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I love. And I want to know about, like, growing up. I want to know about growing up. Um, what were you like as a child? What was your household upbringing like? Um, so I, um, I grew up super close to my family. Super close. We're my immediate family. My mother, my father, my brother. The younger brother. Um, and when I tell you that my brother is my best friend, like he was my best, uh, my man of honor. Oh. And I was his best maid. <laughs> And his, he's just like, he's just such a great human. Um, and we've kept that closeness. Um, 
all of the answers to your questions. Um, so as a child, um, I, so I was like prom queen, homecoming queen, homecoming princess, three years before them, class favorite, all, all four years. I Only because, not because I was cool by any means, <laughs> but because I would just talk to everyone. Everyone has like a story. Every Everyone was my friend and I was everyone's friend. Um, that being said, I keep a very close knit of people around me. And I think that's very important, at least to me that I only had like three or four best friends, three or four best friends that you support, three or four best friends that support you. Those people have, know your secrets. Um, but I would talk to anyone um, and not, and genuinely so, be interested in them. Um, I was a book nerd. All I read, all I did was read books <laughs> up until like high school um, and theater. That was me. But, yes, no, you can, I can no. totally see that. <laughs> a little bit of a drama queen. As my mom says, between the ages of like nine and twelve, the only thing I said was, "I know, I know, mom, I know." I, know. So <laughs> I don't even know why they liked me, but they thank God they did. Um, yeah, and then by the time I was in high school, I was just doing a lot of things: captain the step team, danced on my dance team, uh, theater, acted in a bunch of plays, um, AP stuff. So uh, it was always kind of whole thing was as a kid your only job like we didn't get allowance because they just gave us what we needed or wanted so I was spoiled but never bratty about it um she was just like the only thing that you need to do your job is to make good grades that's all you make good grades and we give you you know you want the new um and sync album here it is like that's you know it was never like completely too crazy but I never wanted for anything because my mom was like here's what you do as a child and then you get these things. So I kind of just like taken that forward into my life that, okay, what is my job? And then I'm going to do the best thing it is, the best thing, sorry, the best job that I can do. And then I reward myself. I think that that's kind of like taken into all of it. I, I'm glad my parents raised me the way they did where I grew up in, sub, in the suburbs in Dallas in the 90s. Mm. So I went to school with like 11% black, um, most mostly white. Um, with the name Keisha, I already stuck out. <laughs> I'm in AP classes, so there are a few of us, but not a lot. Um, but we went to black churches. I danced with Dallas Black Dance Theater. Um, my dad coached my little brother's soccer team. So we always had black activities so that I could, uh, unfortunately, the word is assimilate, but... Um, back then it was important to kind of pass, we call it the switch, the switch code to be able to like get on the phone in corporate world and people not dismiss us because quote unquote, for those of you who can't see me, uh, talk white. Hmm. Um, so my parents never, ever, every single time that I would come home and cry and be like, they said that I talk white or I act white. They would always go like, no, that's. You, you speak like you're educated because you are, but it's not about talking white. You don't talk black. You don't talk white. And so, you know, that kind of stuff, that, that stuff that instills in you that parents do, you know, I still, even to this day, if somebody's like, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, why do you even say stuff like that? Or like, oh, you talk, or you act white, you act black. Tell me what that means. You know, like, what, what do you mean by that? How, how would one act black? Um, so that kind of like my parents having those conversations with me made me feel comfortable to be able to like go into a room and be the only black person there, 
you know, and go into a room and it's only black people <laughs> yeah, or Hispanic or, you know, I just like, here's my, the color of my skin. And I know that people will say like, I see no color, but you do. And I would rather you say that you do. It's just weird. I, yeah, I don't know if you're going to touch it, but I just, it, it's, I would just eradicate it from the world. Um, and that's the first thing that people see, you know, is the color of my skin. So just kind of like know that and be that and prove the bad people wrong. <laughs> you know what? You brought up a subject that I, I, you know, the podcast is called Just Being Honest. And so I am allowed to voice my opinion about, you know, that statement you just said about, I don't Shit. see color. Um, mm -hmm. I think when I heard that, you know, coming up, I was like, that doesn't even make sense to me because <laughs> like, <laughs> because it's like, so does that mean you like don't see like clearly, like you don't see difference in like, in the fact that like, to be honest with you guys, every human being on this planet earth does not have the same shade of skin tone. Every single solitary one of us, you know, me, I guess I'm strictly Caucasian, even though someone said, wow, you look very exotic. Where are you from? And all I could say was Kansas, you know, like, I mean, you know, hello. like, hello. You're like, hello. <laughs> but the thing is like, you know, and then the, the, the black race, like I see so many different shades of that as well, you know? Sure. So it's like, for me, like my sister is very, she's a pink undertone. She's very pale complexed and I'm very olive. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of like, it doesn't make sense to me because like, I know I do see color. I see shades. Yeah. I see difference because that is what brings that word come out called striking. Oh, you're striking. Right. I think right. that's also why like just bringing to this, I getting back on the, the hair envy, like, I would dive when I was younger into the giant Vogue's, the giant mm -hmm. ones, and just, I literally didn't, when I was younger, didn't read anything. I would just look at the photos, <laughs> and I would always see, like, Leah Kabidi. I, I never know if I say her name wrong, right or wrong. Beautiful. And she just, the, the other, I forgot her name, but anyways... Uh, there was this one model and she would, she was very dark complected and she would always have her head shaved. And for some reason, I'm so drawn to the females, the black female face with a shaved head. I don't know why. Really? I'm yeah, like, I just shaved my head last year. <laughs> I just think it's so, because it should well because I feel like and this is just me the artist speaking and just how I see things is that like like the f the it shows their face so much like it's just like clay and the skin and it's so porcelain like and I'm just like can I touch it you know and <laughs> as we say uh black don't crack yeah so lucky man <laughs> 
Well, we have skin we can skate on. It's it's we we get a couple advantages, just a few, but that's one of them. But anyways, <laughs> beyond vanity, uh, you know, like the whole terms, like moving beyond that. So let me ask you further, because we are going to dive into the subject of racism. And I've become quite emotional about this whole topic lately, just because, I mean, you grew up in Dallas. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't know much about your your upbringing, your social upbringing or whatever. But, you know, I I just know Dallas can be predominantly conservative um I grew up in Kansas which where I grew up can be predominantly conservative so what type of things did you see uh maybe not towards you specifically or towards you specifically for sure and how did they occur? um so growing up in Dallas in the 80s 90s early 2000s versus being here in California in 2020 are actually equally um i'm having similar i'm having different interactions but they're just as equally frustrating um in dallas in the south you get a bit more aggressive racism even though like now we're seeing it's everywhere i don't know if you saw the video um of the woman in torrance uh the asian lady actually just uh worked worked out out there um for the community but um so it's a bit more in your face at least you know exactly where not to go there's actually a a city in texas called vider v-i-d-o-r right outside of houston where it's called the sunset town because it's black people are just like not allowed there they say don't like don't go after sunset um which in 2020 sounds crazy but i absolutely like you have that conversation like okay we can't drive like down that street or don't go off. When I used to drive from Dallas to Austin, I went to school at UT, you know, my parents were like, okay, go to the bathroom. Like we got the map out because we didn't have ways then. We were like, okay, you can go to the bathroom in Waco. You know, don't stop. Like don't get off the highways between Dallas and Austin because you, you know, you're driving and you see Confederate flags. You see like, it's the same as now, like not to get too anti-political, but you, it, it fuels the same kind of, um, anxiety when I see like Trump 2020 or just like, you know, those kinds of things. And and not to, uh, you know, say that if any of your followers are Trump supporters that they're racist, but I'm just saying that it, that's what evokes inside of me, same kind of Confederate flag, Trump 2020. But growing up, you have these conversations and it's hard now I see as an adult to have them with a child, to allow a kid to be a kid, but also to know like, hey, if you're followed in the store, you know, this is why, and this is what you can do. Hey, if a kid tells you in class, like, go back to Africa, here are the things, you know, that you can say, hey, when you're learning in the textbook, like, oh, um, you know, here's a diagram of the slave ship, and it's going to make everybody uncomfortable, but here are other things that, like, black people, it's not just, like, MLK and slaves, you know? (laughs) We are so much more. Um, but that was, you know, having my family and a community to give me that much. My mom is now on, um, boards of editing Texas school books, textbooks. Cool. And it is insane how whitewashed it is. And they will say like, they want to take out a lot of like, uh, they want to take out the term slave. Gosh, I can't remember the word that they want to, to use. Um, but they just kind of like, they take out elements 
and then they are they're making civil rights they don't say that it's about slavery anymore they say it's like states rights hmm. and like financial stuff and I'm like but finances included like black people <laughs> like we were monet we were currency so I think it's still but they say because they don't want kids to feel uncomfortable or they don't want kids to start to have those kind of conversations or but the thing is like you have to have those conversations you know so she's on those those boards to say like you can't just take out history and pretend like it didn't happen because then when you look at the programs today all the systemic racism then you're like oh well that's because this happened in the 400 years prior to um so now California in 2020, the things that I'm finding are similar kind of like evokes the same kind of like, okay, he should be safe, um, is our Trump um, banners and things like that are just like, even being in Manhattan Beach, you know, there was like a, a house across the way from the studio that had a big like Trump 2020. And that does not mean that he is racist. That does not mean that um, he would hate me for who I am. But could be you know what I mean? like it just like that's kind of like we are always kind of on this edge of like oh, that you know I could smile at this white guy and he could be racist but he could not you know it's the same as like when a woman is walking down the street at night out and you see a guy and you all you, you know there's like a little tension that happens in your body does that mean that he's going to hurt you no but you have that like it could be um and it's the same thing that we feel and in places like Manhattan Beach or white dominated, I think the population in Manhattan Beach of black people is like 0.8 or something. Um, I stand out, I am a black woman, like in, in a whole sea of non-black people. I don't see people like me. And so not that I become tokenized, but I know that I stick out. So then you start to get into microaggressions, which is like, um, you know, you're so pretty for a black girl. They're like, oh my God, you own this? You know, like the well is you. Oh, you're the owner of the well. You know that kind, those kind of conversations where you're just like, oh my god, like, <laughs> or you know, can uh, I don't know. They just become kind of like fantasizer. Like, here's our block friend. Like, look, we have a block business in Manhattan Beach, and then you're the poster child for black people. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's just like it's cyclical and it changes and it evolves, of course. But you want to say in 2020, like, how are you so blind? How do you say, like, you don't see color? How many times have we said you can't use the N-word? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just, it's it is, um, more in-your-face aggressive in places like Dallas, especially back then. But it's almost like I would prefer you be in my face racist <laughs> than that, like, sly behind-the-scenes one. Because at least I know to avoid you instead of, like, having to break it down, be on my guard all the time, teach you. So it's, it's so weird. It's, I don't know. I still like, even in California, you still have to like find places like not to drive it or to know. I mean, I've been pulled over in Manhattan beach plenty of times for like, I mean, three, not plenty, but like three times for not changing my blinker, but I wasn't changing lanes or not putting on my blinker, but I wasn't changing lanes or like just random stuff where you're like, am I just being targeted? Hmm. You never know. You don't know. It's not like you can ask the cop, like, hi, are you pulling me over? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm black. I, the first time I got pulled over in Manhattan Beach, the guy started telling me that he was there uh, the time he pulled over Halle Berry. And I was like, what is happening? Like, what are you likening 
like pull it so that I know you pulled over another black person. It was so strange. Yeah, then I was just like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going on tangents. There's just so much. There's so it's I can unpack for days. Sorry. (laughs) That's why I want you to unpack. I want to (laughs) hear. Keep me on track. I think I answered your like because I'm really I'm really interested in this because it's all the psycholo I can't even speak the psychology behind it and the psychology mm-hmm. of the point where the way that you're you know kind of laying this out in my head as I'm getting images of these situations and occurrences and you know how you grew up and I feel like you know I feel like you're displaying like an ongoing need to just basically lay a path and remind people how to survive and and it's you know obviously we all want to survive in life you know but that's kind of like the message that you're like kind of saying that like what your life is about and and it kind of hurts me that that you know like a human being you know feels the need every day to just be like okay kids you know or this is how you get through this and it's not just like oh you met a bully at school like you know like one day you also have those yeah yeah, yeah. there's also those it's I was just talking to a friend of mine and she was saying how like before she went to college her dad was like okay well this is what you do if a guy corners you and da 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 and I was like oh I had that conversation too with my dad but we also had to have the conversation of like you know, Austin is the capital of Texas. It's a super conservative city, even though it wants to be kind of a hippie. Here's what to do if you, you know, encounter the Klan. Like, it's just another layer, but it's just, the frustrating part about it is that we've been, we have these conversations. Like, Black people have these conversations with other Black people all of the time. This is just like, it It has to be ingrained in us for survival. Um like tried to have this conversation with non-black people and just to kind of like circle it back that's and so then because we're having this conversation with someone who may be like well I'm not racist like I have a black friend or well I don't even see a color I don't even like you're not a regular black person like those kinds of things it's like we've tried to have these conversations because it's been our life it's just been dismissed over and over and I think now because people are at home quarantined they're like on their screens all the time and that particular death was filmed that people are like oh I didn't realize this was happening it's like how how could you not Freddie Gray was filmed Michael Brown was like we saw his body in the street like it was there you just like were busy you know so it's just like a couple of white friends like reached out to Alexa afterwards the day after and was like oh I wish I could hug you um, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I was like, do they know that this happens every day for us? Like, <laughs> do they want to hug us every day? Like, why, why are you, did you just go down your Rolodex and be like, oh, that's my black friend. Let me see how they're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I was like, I don't need, I don't have the emotional capacity right now to also make sure you feel okay with your like white guilt or whatever is happening. You know, it's it was just like, uh, I didn't get a lot of those texts. Um, but she did. And I would just like, would roll my eyes and would go like, what is happening? (laughs) Why, why, like one, one of her friends and I'm using the friend word friends very casually. She hasn't spoken to in years. was like, if you need someone to talk to, 
you can call me. And I was like, well, what would, what would you talk about with her? Like, why would you go to her Yeah. to make you feel better about anything? It's just been, it's been so like, the first couple of days, my phone would ding and I just wouldn't, I would just walk away. So I was like, if it is somebody asking me, you know, if I'm okay and could they talk to me and could they hug me? I was like, this is so strange. <laughs> I do this every day. This is my life. Like we've talked, Black Lives Matter has been around just the movement, the term has been around for years, but we've been fighting for equality for as long as we could. So I don't know. It's just a strange time. It's a very strange time, but you, as well as I know, energetically, you understand what paradigms are, right? You mm-hmm. know? And I, I mean, I knew this, I think I even said in one of my podcasts, like at the beginning of the year, or maybe it was at uh, the end of 2019, that there was going to be a huge shift, you know, the way that the planets are. And I want to be kind of nerdy for a moment in the fact that I kind of become kind of put all these puzzle pieces together and not dismissing anything of this or that, but I just, you know, my thought on, like, racism and and stuff is that, like, I'm very scientific and I'm kind of, like, I'm always, like, like, how, how do people not understand? And I understand people don't see certain ways, but, like, how do they not understand that we all have different DNA makeups and and that blossoms us into, you know, what we are supposed to be and mm-hmm. what we are supposed to be on that brings a culture to it. You know, whether they're from Kenya, whether they're from Japan, whether they're from, you know, Slovenia, you know, we're all going to look different based upon our culture, based upon going down deep further from our DNA, from where we were stemmed from, rooted, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, in the fact that I love that you are breathing, I mean, it's kind of funny because you're like, I live this day every single day, but it's so true. (laughs) It's like the big shake right now. It's like, yeah, hello. Wake up. Yeah. Let's all wake up. And in my belief, and you can totally combat me if you want to, but, like, it goes back to awareness. Like, awareness. Like, are you walking with your head down all the time, staring at your phone, watching dumb cat videos? I'm sorry. Or are you, like, (laughs) literally, it's like, you know, walking phoneless and, like, looking at everything and looking at every person and looking at differences and... I don't know. It's just how you see the world. And I think, you know, absolutely with that comes, you know, education, because from what Mm -hmm. I'm hearing is that as I'm listening more, y'all are so knowledgeable about your history, about (laughs) some of us, (laughs) no, but no, but it's true. Like, people are like, and this, 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 and the blah, 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 and da, 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 da. And I'm like, wow, I don't even know about my history, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, but you know, I bet you, you may know about female history or, like, women who move and shook the world up than a male counterpart. Right. You know, it's just, it's, and that's totally, I don't know about Irish history. Like, you, and yeah. that's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. But, 
But it's so cool to me because I'm like, I want to know more and I want to know, Great. you know, and I love that. And I love, I don't know. It's just like, and I'm just a hermit in a ham shell, but I'm just like, I just love it. I, I, yeah. I, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that, I think that we're really making headway. Oh, for sure. Look at all that. I mean, you can be anti-protest and realize how much it's changed. I don't think it, it has to be like, there's so much to know in this world. You know, you don't, I don't know Irish history, but I can respect someone who's Irish. Do you know what I mean? Without even knowing their history right. or like someone who um, is physically disabled. I don't know a lot about like leaders in the physically disabled uh, community. I hope that that's the correct term. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't respect them or that when they do tell me their history, I don't dismiss it and just go like, oh, well, I don't need, I didn't even realize you're in a wheelchair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I did realize that and me realizing that and me learning, I can go like, okay, well, I mean, I don't even need to know your history to go like, okay, well, how do I make a ramp for you? Yeah. You know, because I see that you are disabled and I want to, you should have the same equal opportunity to, to get kidding. into this place as I do. That's all we've kind of been asking is like, you don't even, I mean, like, please learn our history. It's amazing. But <laughs> it's hard because, especially in American, in America, in in your school, you don't, like, where are you going to learn it? It's not really how we're, when we're in the textbooks, it's mostly just, like, slavery and then civil rights. And we have, like, really nothing in between. We're just not in there. So it's not even about, I mean, it can be about knowledge if that's what you want to learn about. But really, we're just kind of saying, like, Hey, can you see that we've done more? And then can you help us get to a part where like everyone else is, you know, we're just looking for like equal, <laughs> like we also have a history, uh, just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it's not there. And even if we didn't say it was just like, okay, but what are we are now? <laughs> where are we now? And how can we make like the change? Where is the shift? And it's starting. I completely like, I completely believe that, um, and, you know, some people have gotten to live in a bubble. Awesome. I mean, like, I would have loved to. <laughs> I'm not mad at it because, like, every, ideally, everyone would kind of want to live in a bubble and be able to go, like, I did not see the negativity in the world. Um, I've never been assaulted. But if someone came to me and told me about their assault, I could empathize with them without being like, oh, well, I didn't know about it, so it doesn't matter. Or, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, it's. It's just kind of like you take it and you go like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like the Me Too movement happened. Did you get a lot of texts from guys about like, oh my gosh, Catherine, I'm so sorry. You're a woman. Are you okay? Like, no. <laughs> you know, maybe you did. I don't know. But because they way. because they they wouldn't know unless you confessed that something happened really much to you. But guess what? It's just like a female. Any female would tell you, things happen every single day. It's true. And you want to be like, well, I actually had to stop this man from mansplaining something to me this morning at the workout. I like came to talk to him about logistics of like, no, actually I wasn't even talking to him. I was talking to someone next to him about logistically how we should break people apart. And he starts going, oh, well, actually, like we need to stretch people like this and this and this. And I stopped him and I was like, I didn't, that's not even what we're talking about. <laughs> like, Are you mansplaining how to work people out to me? I've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. And it, it threw him off, but I was like, I just don't get it. Every single day, we got to do it. 
it was exhausting. It's very exhausting. And people don't find out until you say, that's what it's like living in this world. But the yeah. thing is, like, it's just like, uh, I, I keep thinking, I just want that song, you know, like, we are the world. We are. Yeah. And, you know. Right? I just say, I just say, we've got to continue on, you know. We've got to continue on fighting this. And it's not even, like, about, I don't even want to use the word fight. But I just want to say, like, hello, awakening it. Yeah. But it is, you know what, and sadly, it is a fight because you can see, I'm sure you can turn on the news and see, when we, pro. there were protests before, right? We're right out of quarantine or starting to open up. And people were, they had the AR-15s and they're on the stairs and they're going, I want a haircut and not wearing masks and putting everyone, you know, whatever. And those are good people. Those are, they're exercising their right to protest because we, everyone in America has that right. Um, and then we get out of the, out there. And of course there are rioters. There were rioters in those protests, um, for quarantining, just not, uh, as <laughs> such a bigger level as now. Um, but then we're lumped in protesters are lumped into rioters. But if you look, so if you hashtag, if you search the hashtag, like black lives matter, you will see it didn't start with George Floyd and it didn't peak it. You know what I mean? It's just like more people, of course, like started. We, we've been doing this for protesting peacefully for years. Um, Paul and Kaepernick, I mean, like you, you ask us to peacefully protest. We do. And then we get fired. We are unheard. You vote against, you know, we try this. I'm like, okay. Then it gets, we start to fight. And there's no, now there's a change in leadership, but it's almost like self-defense now. Like you see these peaceful protesters getting arrested, not getting out on bail. George Floyd's, I don't know if you saw the guy, one of the cops that was there was out on bail. But there's this guy in L.A., he's like a charge, like a weed charge, um, and he was peacefully protesting and helping them, like, medically. I want to say he's a doctor, maybe an EMT. Um, and he is in jail without bail because of this weed. And it's just like, it's, it's, oh, my God, it's so deep and it's so dark and it's not as superficial as just like, oh, I read a book and I get it now and past it's so much deeper than that and it's like going in and then unpacking and just like you said in the beginning getting uncomfortable and being like oh my god I I see now like just this one comment can just rainbow an umbrella out into so many other things that it gets to be into like a power thing where like I can't even go outside and say me saying like black lives matter to some people people get offended by that you know it's like this like all lives matter or blue lives matter it's like, but the difference, first of all, for me to even just, I just want to say that like, hey, don't kill me. I'm not saying kill anybody else but me. <laughs> or, you know, I'm literally just saying like, hey, can you just like get off of our necks? Like physically get off of our necks. Stop killing us. Um, and the fact that people are offended by that, that, it just like, it should trigger alarms for, for other people to go like, but what what is offensive about that? Why is it not okay for them to say Black Lives Matter? Because we're not out killing the, the other differences. Let's take Blue Lives Matter for the Blue Man Group. Just a comparison. <laughs> yes, Blue mm-hmm. Lives 
anti-BLM, which is Black Lives Matter, will say, well, hashtag Blue Lives Matter. Now, saying Black Lives Matter, I don't think that that means kill cops, hurt cops, whatever. I don't think that that means that their lives matter. But when someone kills a cop, what happens? Repercussions, right? They go to jail. They maybe get killed back. There are, there are things that happen when you kill a cop. Now, when a lot of the times when you kill a black person, as we've seen, charges are dropped. No, no one cares. They're villainized. You know, when Mike Brown was like shot dead in the street, they were like, oh, well, he had weed on it. Like, (laughs) so is Miley Cyrus. Like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) what? Like, what? He he was the one that got killed. Like, you don't, that doesn't happen. Even that villainization, like Trayvon Martin, when he was killed for walking home by a volunteer cop, or I can't even remember what George Zimmerman was. I remember they like posted the grades he got in school. Huh? Even if he had failed everything, he still deserved to live. And I don't understand like why we have to have these conversations. So that's just like, I'm getting into so much more, but that's the, the whole problem right now is that we're just asking for the same rights, for the same charges, for the same repercussions for people who kill us. And, and people are dismissing it like, well, no, your, your life may matter, but my life matters just as much as yours does. Yeah, we completely agree. <laughs> That's exactly what Black Lives Matter is saying. Like, yeah, our, our lives matter exactly the same as yours. So why don't we treat it as such? And it's just really disheartening to see like anti-protests or to see peaceful protests be, you know, so angry and violent and volatile from leadership or people that should be protecting us. Yeah. It's just sad. It's just sad. Um, I completely, I just, I don't even know what to say. And I think I had a, conver- <laughs> no, listen, I had a conversation with, and I'll be candid for her, but I grew up in kind of a different lifestyle in the fact that my sister, I think most all of her boyfriends have been black. And so I have been, you know, I've heard about their families and, you know, this and that. And so it's like, I just, now I've been able to talk to her more and she has told me more and about their experiences growing up. And it's just like, I was explaining to her and I was saying, you know, like, I don't know what to think sometimes. My my words are not even able, and I'm doing it now, I can't form sentences very well because I'm taking in so much emotion and I'm very intuitive and so I, I absorb energy a lot. And I can feel like I'm like shaking right now and because I can feel your energy even though we're like through a screen and I... And I don't know how you feel or felt. I've only known how I have felt in my upbringing and the traumas that I've gone through, which I have gone through traumas. And, and you know, to be on pins and needles all the time, I, I don't know how psychologically one could handle that for a large capacity of time, but thick skin and, and you know, like... 
I want to ask you, like, where do you think we all, we all stand right now? Where, what do you think generationally, like, what do you think needs to happen from here on out? And I know it's not going to be, it's not going to happen overnight. God, no. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, you know, we just ripped off a scab, you know, and we're all mm -hmm. seeing the blood come out, you know, and we're like, oh, how can we start to like fully like embrace the beautiful scabs, you know, like healing yeah. process. <laughs> That's a horrible I, analogy. I, no, it's, you know what? It is a perfect analogy because the problem we've kind of had is that we have been hurt the entire time we've been over here. Um, it's, it's even like the make America great again, but like, when was it great for us? Like, tell me the last time America was great. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's now it's, it's forward. I've given up on the generations like mine and prior to more so than I've, I have so much hope and faith in, I'm so happy that this next generation is angry. I'm, I'm just like it. It warms my heart that I know that there are going to be people out there that are going to be racist for generations because they just, they're ignorant to anything else because their parents teach them and their community teaches them and they stay in this space and that, you know, bubble. But to see so many young people. Hello, sweet beans. I wanted to remind you that today's podcast was brought to you by the Just Being Honest team. Yeah, KB, me. So KB's lifestyle design, what's it all about? As I mentioned before, it's about creating that substance in your life. What are you really searching for? Wait, it's not about searching. It's about unveiling what is already deep within you. So a little bit health coaching, a little bit of life coaching, a little bit regaining that truth within you. So do you want to know where to start? How to begin? It's easy. Call me. I will give you your first discovery call for free. So just contact me, KB, and say JBH free, and you'll get your first discovery call free. To just to see so many young people just be angry. And like, I don't know if you've seen like TikTok videos and Instagram videos of kids like telling their parents, like, but why are you like this? Do you know, like, wh what are we going to change? Like, that's what gives me hope that people are having these conversations. You know, even, even, of course, it like bothers me that like, okay, well, I've tried to have this conversation and I've been saying to y'all this over and over and over and I haven't been heard. But you know what? I have to get over that. Like, I have to like let that go. And see that like, okay, well, you know what, at least people are having honest conversations and they're going like, like, oh, I guess what I did say like was kind of racist. Like, let's not do that again. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> when people start asking me, you know, or saying to me like, I'm listening, I'm learning, or I want to change. I've been texting back. Okay. What does that look like? Yeah. Because it's not just about saying like, oh, well, I don't want to, you know, like, oh my God, I can't believe like I was doing that. Or if I ever did anything you know, let me know. And it's like, well, just use Google. Like, don't put it on me to like teach you. Um, I don't have to give you a reading list. You can go on and like, you can figure out a read. You know what I mean? Like, don't tax with making you feel better or like having you get this knowledge when there are so many ways to do it. But am I thankful that people are even asking? Absolutely.
that doesn't mean that I just kind of go like, okay, well, you asked and great for you. Here's a clap on the, you know, a pat on the back and awesome. I am going to say like, okay, well, you asked and here it is. Mm-hmm. And here's why what you've been doing is wrong. And I hope that you change that. And if you say that you're going to change, what does that look like? You know, what does that, does that mean buying into black businesses? Does that mean donating? Um, what, what exactly is that change? Because saying it is not going to, a hashtag is not going to do it, you know, sign a petition, do, do whatever you need to do. Um, and I appreciate that. I really, I think that that's going to be kind of the change, even, um, next door in Manhattan beach, you know, somebody posted it and was like, Hey, do you know any black owned businesses? And people started tagging. And then of course people started to get upset and they were like, we should be supporting all the businesses right now. Da, 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 da. Um, and I, of course, was like, well, I'm on female-owned lists, and nobody really seems to be bothered by that. But even to see, like, people start to have these conversations in a public forum, advocacy is not talking to people who agree with you. Do you know? It's talking to people who don't agree with you. And those conversations are starting to happen. And, and that's where you, like, get into it. And without, without those conversations, I'm, I'm going to have to have the same conversation with my kids if I have them. You know, don't go out after streetlights. If somebody is following me in a store, like maybe just leave the store. Now I have to have, you know, don't wear a hoodie outside. Don't have a blinker out. Don't go to like, you know, this person, look for a black person to help. Don't call the cops. You know, we, we come from a culture where we don't really trust cops. But you can see now why. You know, yeah. this isn't, it's not an isolated incident. Unfortunately, these are, none of these incidents are, are isolated. It's not a new thing. I, I mean, we have only scratched the surface. I know, I of, know. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> no. I'm. I. I. We can. I'm sorry. I, I know I've gone like way over time. No. Sure, but like, I don't care if you've gone over time. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, we like. This was an important topic to talk about today. And we are going to have to have a part two with you. Because I want to hear also about another aspect of who Keisha Wright is. You know? And I want you to share. And I want you to share it. But that's going to be a whole other podcast. You know? Yeah. (laughs) About being, what did you say? Alexsexual or something? Alexual, alexual, I love that. Um, because it's June when we're recording this too. And so now we have this whole, the pride month. Um, but you know, the parades have been canceled. And yeah. so I kind of want to know how that feels, even though I've seen so many, oh my gosh, you should see a street I live on. They have this like chalk art. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it is the it is awesome. I should take a picture. Oh, that's sweet. But, and I know you're like, oh, that's sweet, but it's just like. No, no, I wasn't saying it condescendingly. That is really sweet. That's no, sweet. No. I love that. I'm <laughs> just kidding, Keisha. But the oh. thing is, but the thing is, you know, like this is, everything we're stemming around is just having universal love for every person, guys, you know, and. And I hate to make it sound so simple and so easy to say and as my voice runs out because I that tends to happen when I have so much passion towards something. But, you know, like, 
you've heard it time and time again. Love is the answer, self, you know, love for all things, all beings, you know, understanding where that stems from, you know, and awareness. And it's all about awakening, awakening. And, and, you know, yeah. changing from a love of power to power of love, like, and we can, we can do this. Like we are such a knowledgeable, like we see so much as this generation, you know, whether it's on social media or just through people, like we're much more intuitive, but we dumb ourselves down when we don't speak about things, you know? For sure. For sure. So, Silence is, is just as bad. I, I wrote this thing cause I, I, I had so much to say and like, I couldn't even find the words, but of course I was like, I have to say something like (laughs) I have to. And it was just kind of like, when all of this is over, like remember to vote, remember it's more than a hashtag, remember your privilege and don't get offended by it. Remember the microaggressions. Remember that, you know, George could have been my dad. A mob could have been my brother. I could have been Breonna Taylor. Like remember all of these things. Remember to vote, 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 vote. Remember to spend your money where you know you want to see communities thrive remember what you're taking from black culture and put back into it like remember these kinds of things that's what you have it 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 doesn't stop here change never ends that's the whole thing about change it keeps changing so even when you think you're done you're not done there's more to Mm -hmm. do Uh uh-huh and the thing behind voting yes vote but don't just vote just don't just say i voted you know the hallmark do the homework, you know, this is the final exam, educate yourself behind the policies, behind the people, really educate yourself, get into the nitty gritty, um, you dot your I's and cross your T's. Oh, Keisha, (laughs) I have one more question for you and then we'll bring you, I promise you, we'll bring you back on, um, but I'll try to like succinct my answers by the next time we're here. I'm here. Oh gosh. You know what? I'm like the least succinct person on earth, but <laughs> here we go. Dun, da, da, da. What is your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? Mentally, physically, emotionally. What's your honest truth? Um, the honest truth that I am still dealing with every single day is not everyone is going to like what you do or who you are, but if it's true to yourself, you got to keep doing it. As a cancer, I'm a super sensitive soul. Even in classes, like if something, somebody gives me like a four instead of a five, it like <laughs> it wrecks my soul. I'm like, what is happening? You know what? Not everybody is going to like it and that's okay. Does it serve you? Like you, you have to keep pouring into yourself if you're going to pour out to other people. So what serves you? So not everyone is going to like it. That's okay. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can everyone find you if they want to cyber stalk you? Are you allowing that? <laughs> um, at the well MB as in Manhattan beach. And then my personal is not Keisha Cole. There's a black singer named Keisha Cole. So sometimes when I tell people, especially black, if I tell white people my name is Keisha, they go like, like Kesha? No. (laughs) If I tell black Keisha my name is Keisha, they're like, Keisha Cole? So I am not Keisha Cole. And I will tag you, link you in our show notes for sure. Okay. 
I love you, sister honey buns. I miss you from afar. Besos. Okay, guys. Keep up the work. Okay, thanks. It's been an Bye. honor, guys. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao. I have to admit something. I am a clean junkie. So if you guys have known by now, if you've seen my website, if you've followed me on Instagram, you know that I'm always treating myself like the little guinea pig that could. I mean in the fact that I try out all the products you want to know about in regards to clean living, clean beauty, clean household items, non-toxic products, and just basically living the life full of authenticity. I have products out there and products that I suggest that will clean up your life. Yes, our keyword is clean. So if you wanna know what I'm using that helps prevent against toxic chemical usage in your hormones, oh! guys, we all know that hormone disruptors are out there and our skin is the largest organ on our body. So what you put on your body goes into your body, goes into your internal organs. I'm talking uh, things I want to help you prevent for cancer, um, autoimmune diseases, the list goes on and on and on. So if you want to know what I'm using that's clean, that's really invigorating my lifestyle, I've tried it for you. So I have a list of favorites on my website on www.justbeinghonest.com. Remember, bean has no G, so it's J-U-S-T-B-E-I-N-H-O-N-E-S-T.com.